it's not as exciting as the uh, the town that dreaded sundown. I suppose. <laughs> Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elpstrom. El Camino Royale, the King's Road, the Old Spanish Trail, or the Old San Antonio Road. This classic road has a glorious history into the past of Texas. Today we're talking about the OSR. But first, what's your favorite Bryan College Station memory? Um, I didn't live there but about a year, but I visited a lot. Um, I'll have to say maybe it was when uh, my wife dunked her class ring. That, that's probably all I should say about that. Mm, the old Aggie tradition. It was a good time. Well, I, uh, I bought my truck there, and I sure do miss that old blue truck. <laughs> Maybe old should, blue. Sounds, sounds like something I should write a country song about, right? <laughs> well, I have uh, lots of College Station memories growing up only 45 minutes away, 45 miles away. So um, I'm going to have to go, though, with um, – and actually, Mike, I bought my first car in, in Bryan College Station as well. Um, but my favorite was going with my friend Damien to go to the Dollar Theater to see bad movies like The Lawnmower Man, or we'd go hang out at the mall and get drinks at the Taste of the Tropics. So, post-oak mall. There are aspects of The Lawnmower Man that are, are redeeming. <laughs> Not much. I will. I don't know, care what the people from How Did This Kid Made say. It, it has some redeeming pieces. <laughs> well, I like how he talked about the French fried taters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just one of them. We, we saw lots of bad movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> lots, of, lots of bad movies. The OSR, as Texans know it, is a stretch of road linking Nacogdoches to San Antonio. And for many Aggies, it's the road to home. But it's so much more than a road. It's an avenue stretching back into the emergence of the Lone Star State itself. In 1690, Alonso de Leon led his fourth expedition into Texas, a, intending to establish San Francisco de los Tejas Mission in East Texas. And we talked about this way back in our missions episode. The next year, the first provincial governor of Texas, Domingo Terán de los Rios, crossed the Rio Grande, taking additional missionaries to the East Texas missions. Until reaching the Rio Hondo, Terán followed the same course as de Leon. Because of a need for supplies, though, De Los Rios changed his route to send people to Matagorda Bay. In 1693, Gregorio de Salinas Verona became the first man to proceed directly from the Rio Grande to the East Texas missions. It further refined the road as a direct route from Monclova to the missions. As we discussed way back in episode one of this show, our good friend Louis Juchereau de Saint-Denis probably used some of the road from Natchitoches to the Rio Grande in 1714. At this time, the El Camino Real became a major artery for travel into Spanish Texas. It facilitated trade and served as a lifeline for the missions. During the 18th century, Spanish ranchers conducted cattle drives along the route from points in Texas to the annual fair in Satilla Cojilla. The road allowed commerce and immigration in Texas to flourish. In 1820, Moses Austin would travel this road to San Antonio to request a grant from the Spanish government. Many of the Anglo colonists coming to Texas would use the King's Road to travel from Gaines Ferry into the state. 
And this is when it really became known as the Old San Antonio Road. The road as it exists today is not the exact path of this historical trail. In fact, the OSR itself consisted of a network of trails across the Texas wilderness. There were several feeder trails and branches that are thought to have existed. The main focus for traffic, of course, was the destinations along the way. Now, much of that trail did exist actually even before the arrival of the Spanish. And there were existing native trails used by Texas tribes uh, that lived in the area. Later, other portions of the trail were fashioned by the Spanish, the French, and anybody else who traveled along it. For example, the connection between Crockett and Bastrop was not used until at least 1790. In the 1800s, the route was shifted southward as a result, and as usual in Texas at the time, of the threats from the Comanche and the Apache. Can't really ride the trail if you're going to be slaughtered on it. That's right, and that's why I try to stay off of 635 as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> In 1915, Texas appropriated $5,000, $5,000 to find and survey the official route of the King's Road. V. N. Zivli was a surveyor hired to determine the route based on topographic features, Spanish land grant records, and early laws of the Fledgling Republic. Unfortunately, even in 1915, there were almost no physical traces of the original road. He did, however, have a diary from Juan Agustin Morphy from 1778 that established landmarks along the route. It began on what is now the border of Texas as Paso de Francia on the Rio Grande, wound northeasterly near Cotula and Poteet into San Antonio. Leaving the city, it passed between Hayes and Caldwell counties and passed through Houston, Cherokee, Nacogdoches, San Augustine, and Sabine counties before crossing the Sabine River at Gaines Ferry. This route stretches 540 miles across the state, linking Louisiana to Mexico. In 1929, the state of Texas legislature declared this route an official historic trail of Texas. The state maintained and paved most of this route by 1949, and it actually still exists today as State Highway 21 and a few related country roads including a stretch from Midway, just east of I-45, to Benchley, which is just north of Bryan College Station, which bears the name OSR. Hence why Aggies love the OSR. <laughs> In 1991, for the 300th anniversary of the road, the legislature created an OSR Preservation Commission. And through the course of the study, the commission learned that Zibley's route was just one of several used for El Camino Real, what was common was that all the routes began at San Juan Batista, which is known as, which is also then known as Presidio del Rio Grande. This presidio in northern Coila was the gateway to Texas. Essentially, all this research showed that roads, much like the border of Texas, were always fluid, obeying the whims of politics, Mother Nature, and society, and everything else. There are no less than six Texas historical markers along the route today, each with interesting historical prose. One of the most significant is in Sean's hometown of Normandy, where OSR prominent. <clears throat> One of the most significant is in Sean's hometown of Normandy, Texas, where OSR passes through. The eight-foot-tall pink granite marker was put there as part of the Texas Centennial effort in 1936. Normandy was the original home of the old San Antonio Road Association. It stands just west of the intersection of the OSR Highway the only non-numbered highway in Texas, which is stands for Old Spanish Road, and the Farm to Market Road 39 near downtown. 
I've never actually been through Normandy, so I've never seen that marker. I've been may there have to, a number of times. May have to detour that way one of these days. If you honestly, to be fair, you see like the uh, Normandy tractor company, which yeah. is, which occupies like six blocks of tractors sitting there. There's a huge tractor sales company there uh, that overshadows any kind of historical monuments or pieces of Normandy lore. Yeah, that's that's Normandy. Well, yeah. So obviously, growing up there, I'm very familiar with where the, uh, the statue was. It was right next to a tiny little uh, community fit, uh, community center. I guess is the best way you would describe it. Although I don't think we ever ever did anything in that community center. Most everything was done at school. But um, OSR drove down OSR millions and millions of times. Um, you had to be careful on uh, OSR or on Highway 39, which passed through Normandy, because Aggies would fly through there, uh, ignoring stop signs and and stop lights, uh, the flashing stop lights, quite prominently. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, we would take OSR down to eventually to go into College Station sometimes, depending on if uh, the whim took us and. Um, but I mostly knew OSR either through that, but I I knew what the background and history of OSR was. Again, we've we've talked about Saint Denis, and he was prominently featured in one of my favorite history books, which is Texas History Movies, a cartoon, a comic book <laughs> about Texas, and uh, he was one of the main people that pat that that blazed the trail of OSR. But um, I, I didn't realize or didn't know that the OSR was not one single highway. You know, you think of a highway like. Uh, Romans, the, the road that the Romans built through through different parts of the the ancient the uh, ancient world. Well, this wasn't really that. This was just you know a, tr- a network of trails that people could travel from Natchitoches and the border of Texas down into Mexico through San Antonio. Well, I think what's really was interesting in you know kind of reading about so the what kicked off me talking about this was I know we've covered this a little bit in episode one, but uh, you know my cousin's daughter just graduated from high school they live in Bryan so we went down there uh, much to the sadness of all the Aggies that live there she's actually got a scholarship and going to Baylor so uh, she made it out alive that's that's the important part but <laughs> the um, but it was interesting to drive down and you get on this old road and you see the OSR and it brought back all the memories of when we talked about uh, Saint Denis and the fact that there's this modern piece of road that can be traced back to prehistoric Texas, really, if you consider that these were major trails that were sort of crisscrossing the state uh, for parts of it. And um, it just was kind of an interesting thing to go back and, and, and what I found really interesting is that, you know, in 1915, they said, we're, by golly, Johnny, we're going to find us road and we're going to pave it because this is the road. And they thought, you know, there was just this one kind of path that everyone had used for years. But it's interesting to see now how the historical research shows that, you know, it was just a connection of trails and a general course. And there was a lot of ways to get from A to B, uh, especially when things aren't paved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I mostly know the OSR from the sign down I-45 because, like we mentioned, it's the only state highway, at least that I know of, that uh, does not have a number designation. It's just those three letters, OSR. And, and indeed, would, that's true. Yeah, so it's pretty well, cool. And that sign told that sign tells most people uh, if you were sleeping through Centerville, 
Uh, that time set sign t- should tell most people you're halfway to Houston from Dallas or vice versa. Yeah, you um, see that, then you get to Madisonville. Then, then you get to Bucky's, and you're. I'll good. say I thought halfway was Bucky's. That's where we always stop. Technically, Centerville is halfway. So yeah, but enough. to me, my freshman year before we moved away from Normandy, uh, my freshman year of college, and after that year, after that we moved. But that freshman year, when I would go home every other weekend or every every three weekends. Uh, with laundry and to see, you know, to see my parents, uh, that would tell me that um, I was almost home because that was the cutoff point to go to Normandy was the OSR exit from 45. And then you would uh, kick over to Normandy, you know, five, six minutes away. And then you would then kick over to Hilltop Lakes where we lived, which was another 10 minutes. And I can tell you one night I did not see that sign because I think that was I saw Centerville and then I blanked out. And then the next thing I knew I was parking in the driveway of the house. So I was, it was such a, such, such a rote, uh, <laughs> muscle memory, um, drive. That's the same route every time, but the, the, I have fond memories. Every time I pass, go down that way and I see that sign, I think, should I turn off to go to Normandy? Because that's the way to go home. Right. And even, even 25 years later. So, no, well, that's how they get you. That's how, yeah, that's how Normandy you. gets you. Yes, it is. The other, the other thing that really found incredible is the fact that there, there are six historical Texas markers just for the OSR. There's other. You drive that road, you'll see. You know, for those who aren't in Texas, maybe don't drive Texas that much. Uh, there are historical markers on everything. I mean, they put them on churches and on you know any kind of thing that happened you can get a historical marker for it seems but it's interesting to me there there are six of them in different locations along the way uh and there's an atlas online for the texas historical so you can go through and look at them they have very interesting prose on some of them because they were written of of such an out of time vernacular so Mm -hmm. i don't know anyway it's just interesting to me that there's these crazy historical markers you're on a road it's a historical road. It's a Texas historical trail. There's an eight-foot-tall pink granite marker in one place, and there's a big sign when you get to the little piece that cuts through Brazos County, and there's actually two in Brazos County. But you go through and look at all of them. So it was just really interesting to me that the fact that we just, we not only celebrate history in Texas, but we put a sign, you know, every 14 miles celebrating Texas history. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we do. It's not as exciting as the, uh, the town that dreaded sundown. <laughs> no, but it has a nice uh it has a good connection for me at least, you know. Lots of lots of fun memories. Uh so any Aggies or, or maybe UT fans who went to A and M have fond memories of winning a game once upon a time when these things happen. Um <laughs> you know, uh fire up your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Or just email us. Tell us some of your favorite stories from the OSR. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast. Follow our Instagram at Texas Podcast. Or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two N's. And I'm Scotticus. You love this show. You love Texas highways. There's just something magic about them. So get out there and do your duty. Tell your friends and leave a review on iTunes because that helps us out to find listeners just like you. And be a true fan. 
Support the show financially. Visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.